Are you trying to like revolutionize, uh, revolutionize the industry? Because it sounds like that's kind of what you're doing here. I mean, we, we, we have a very strong sticky point of view on online courses. And if you truly want to best serve your audience and, and, and help them through something, it would take something like this. Regular people are taking their knowledge and content, packaging it up in an online course, and they're making a living doing it. But not everyone is successful with online courses. There's a right way and there's a wrong way. And I'm here to help course creators actually succeed with online courses. Hi, I'm Jacques Hopkins, and this is The Online Course Show. And welcome in. I am Jacques Hopkins, and we have a big milestone today. This is episode 200, and so glad you're joining me here today. For most of you, today's guest doesn't need much of an introduction, but for those of you that maybe aren't familiar with him, Pat Flynn has been one of the most influential people on me and my business journey. He's the host of the uber popular Smart Passive Income podcast. He's the author of several best-selling books like Superfans and Will It Fly? And of course, he is a course creator and has a very interesting take on courses. I've been following Pat's content about online business since before I started my piano course uh, over 10 years ago now. And it's been very interesting seeing his journey into online courses because he didn't he didn't start there. He was big into affiliate marketing and blogging and podcasting. And it took him a while to actually release his first course. But once he did, the floodgates really opened. He released lots of courses. And lately, he and his team have actually introduced a, a new concept to, to the industry called community-powered courses. And that certainly was the, the primary focus of our conversation today. In this conversation, you'll hear about Pat's entire course story and why he switched to this model and how it works and if you should consider following this, this model as well. We certainly dive into a few other topics too, like how to succeed on YouTube. He's had some really amazing recent successes there and creating your first course with a beta group. So my intro is going to be a short one here today because I want to let this conversation really shine. So without further ado, here is the full conversation between myself and the one and only Pat Flynn. Pat Flynn, honored to uh, have you on. Welcome to the Online Course Show. Dude, I'm grateful. I'm just returning the favor. You've been on my show a couple of times, so uh, thank you so much. Yeah, returning the favor. Thanks for that. Let's jump right in and talk about, about courses. Uh, you started your business, I think, around 2008, 2009. And I want to say it wasn't until, and correct me if I'm wrong on these dates, but around 2017 when you fir first launched your first online course. Why so long? Why so long? Wow. Uh, if only I could go back in time and do things sooner. It was mostly because of just fear. Um, that and in addition, I was already generating income in other means, uh, specifically affiliate revenue. Now, the problem with affiliate revenue is you're basing your revenue and income on somebody else's product, right? So for a while, it was like, oh, somebody else already has a product like this. Why should I need to create my own version of it? I might as well send people to, you know, John Lee Dumas for podcasting or, uh, you know, Amy Porterfield for email marketing, et cetera. And it was working. We had great partnerships and I was generating revenue, but the revenue was always split. And not only that, a lot of people didn't take me up on those affiliate offers because they wanted to learn from me specifically. But again, we were already serving our audience in all different kinds of ways. And I didn't want to just put a course out there because we could. But looking back again, it was actually a disservice to not do that because Courses are a great way to, as you all know, to uh, serve an audience. Now, I do want to tell you a quick story. My my first online business was helping people pass an architecture exam back in 2008. I actually got laid off from architecture and I built a website and then I created a PDF guide. Not an online course, but it was like a study guide. It was $19.99. I sold that in October of 2008. And I made $7,908.55 from that PDF file. Then the next month, the income continued to grow. It started to be five figures. And then I hired a team to build a native online course platform for my WordPress website. I, I haven't really told the story very much. 
Um, and I paid them, you know, a few thousand dollars. They were the people who had built my website. I said, hey, can you create a modular sort of lesson situation where I can take the information from my book and actually put it into online course form? They set it up. I think it was like authority.net or something was the uh, was was the shopping cart and everything. And I never launched it. I was way too scared. It just felt like I wasn't even qualified enough to create an online course versus a PDF file that just had my notes in it. And I kick myself a lot because that, I mean, if I was making, you know, 20 to 30K a month on a $19 ebook, I mean, people were paying several hundred, if not thousands of dollars to go to get this kind of information elsewhere. I could have charged, you know, $299, $499 even, and it would have been a different story for sure. But lesson learned, 2017, first official online course came out on the smart passive income side of things, which was the brand I created to teach people online business and where you and I first connected. And, uh, and that's the story. Well, I've, I've listened to a lot of your content. I don't know that I've had heard that story. That's really, really interesting. I got started back in 2013 and just, you know, back then just finding uh, the, the tech to have videos behind like a password protected area, a paywall and all that was challenging. Mm-hmm. And so back in, I guess, 2008, you had somebody custom develop that, that type of thing, uh, do you, do you know why you went that route? Were there any tools on the market already that would have allowed you to do that? I think the only tool was like, and maybe I'm wrong here, but a member, if you, if you know yeah. a member, um, there was nothing else really. And and again, because nobody had really done anything like that before, even eBooks were new back then. I had to like sell the idea of an electronic book to my audience because they were so used to getting physical guides. So the idea of like an online course was kind of new back then. And I think that was part of the reason why I didn't move forward because I didn't want to, I didn't want to either get embarrassed or, 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 or just, I, I didn't know what I was doing. And I was like, oh, the, the ebook stuff is working. I might as well do, like just go back to that. And I, I, again, that was uh, definitely myself getting in my own way. But no, there, there weren't any other, really other options. They created it. And it's funny because later, several years down the road, there's a creator named Derek Halpern, who you probably know, Jacques, and uh, over at Social Triggers. And he built his own thing to host online courses called Zippy Courses which later got acquired by uh, Sam Cart. And it looked exactly like what I had the guys built. <laughs> like I was like, no, like if I had done that, not only would I have had more sales and, and better ability to help my architecture audience, I could have I could have honed in on that software and, and, and have been early in, in the situation. Again, like, you know, hindsight's 2020. Uh, I'm all good. I'm happy with the way things turned out. And grateful that I finally pushed into online courses in 2017. What was the first course that you launched? The first course I launched was called, uh, actually it was a free course called the Will It Fly Companion Course. So I had written a book called um, Will It Fly and that actually came out in, in 2015. So technically my first online course that used an online course platform, it was on Teachable. It was just a companion course. Uh, the story behind that is there was a show that I was very involved with and, and very much, you know, a fan of my wife and I both went to like these conventions. That show is called Walking Dead. And before Walking Dead came on every single day uh, or every single week, there was a uh, call to action to go to walkingdeadstorysync.com. And what was cool about that is you could turn that on while watching and it would give you like behind the scenes and some fun facts and other things about the show. And so I was like, oh, I, I thought it'd be cool to have a version of that for my book. But I chose an online course platform to host that. So it wasn't a full online course that a person could get on their own. They needed to have the book to go along with it. But what it did do was it allowed me to collect email addresses from people who read my book because Amazon does not give you those for free. So, or, or at all, even you have to collect those emails on your own. So I used the companion course and examples in it, talking about videos, links in the book were all in there. And I was able to get about 50, 45 to 50% of people who read the book were able to give me their email address. And fast forward to a year and a half later, people were enjoying the book. They loved it. They got a lot of results. But a number of people, I mean, massive amounts of people emailed me and said, Pat, Willify is great, but do you have an online course version of this? And I said, well, I have the companion course. Like, you can go through that. And they're like, no, no, no. Like, we want you to walk us through this whole thing and hold us accountable and have lessons and modules that are basically just like the book. And I said, well, I think this might be time. So then I created my first paid online course from there, which launched in 2017 called Smart From Scratch. It was essentially, will it fly in digital course format, which was kind of cool because I already had the 
lessons plan lesson plans and modules and things structured from the book now i just adopted that into the uh teachable platform and it's it's been really great i mean over time we have uh done sales for it and even during the pandemic we gave it away for free during the entire pandemic and currently i think there's like 45,000 people who've gone through that course not all paid of course but um we're very proud of of that course and and what it's done uh in addition to that my first um course about a specific part of business not just like how to start a business but like a, a particular sector of business uh, and this was the big one that really carried because it was a much more expensive course and it really like opened my eyes to just how much revenue could be generated and how helpful something can be versus something for free that you might have and that is my podcasting course called power up podcasting and we can get into the origin of that if you want but 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 i do got to credit one of my mentors back then shaleen johnson because if it wasn't for her this course would not exist I'm familiar with the course because I, I did purchase it. I was looking up before we we chatted, and it was almost six years ago that I signed up for it. So I think that uh, it was is one of the the first times that you offered it. I had recently launched this podcast, and I was like, you know what? A little further direction sound from Pat sounds great. I had taken your free course or your free video series. I think yeah. preceded the full course. Maybe it was just free on YouTube. And I think that's how I, I initially launched it. And then once you had a paid version, a paid course, I signed up for that to try to uh, make my podcast even better. So I'm a fan. It, it uh, it's, Thank you. It's catapulted this and we're still going six years later. Um, so yeah, if you want to go into a little more detail about the, the origin of Power Up Podcasting, that'd be great. Yeah. So I, again, like I said earlier, I was an affiliate for John Lee Dumas, another very well-known podcaster and his um, program, um, Podcasters Paradise is what it was called. And I would always just send people over there because that's, that's, it did the job. But like I said, people reached out to me and were like, Pat, we, we want to hear from you. And I was like, no, 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 no. I, it's just go to John's stuff. It's great. Well, a number of months later, Shalene Johnson, one of my mentors, she has an event called Marketing Impact Academy. And she was looking for a speaker and she said, Pat, I'd love for you to speak. Um, and at her event, she she does those things where, you know, a speaker will go on stage and then they'll promote something on stage, which I wasn't really a fan of, but she, for whatever reason, did it the right way. I don't know how, and I didn't know uh, if I'd ever want to go down that route, but she said, Pat, I'd love to give you access to the thousand, fifteen hundred people on my uh, while on my stage under one condition. You have to promote an online course that you have, and then we'll share the revenue. And I said, oh, I don't know. I feel icky about this. And she's like, okay, well, what online courses do you have? And I said, well, I have Smart from scratch. And she's like, well, everybody here kind of already has a business. Um, do you have a podcasting course? I know you podcast a lot and, and you're kind of well known for that. And I said, no, I don't. And she's like, well, why don't you just launch one at my event? I said, what do you, what do you mean launch one at your event? She's like, you can use my audience as a beta group. So you create a presentation about podcasting, sell people into this course. I'm like, I don't have the course yet. She's like, I know, sell it to prove it and validate it and then make it alongside with them. And I was like, oh, okay. So like basically pre-sell on stage and validate while live. This sounds scary. Uh, and she said, okay, well, I guess you're not going to get on my stage and it would be a great opportunity. You'd be missing out. And so she was, you know, doing that thing to push me as a mentor. And, and you know, she's like, I'll, I'll coach you. I'll train you. So I decided to make it happen. So I ended up building an outline for this entire course and thankfully, I had a lot of experience in podcasting, and I've taught podcasting online, and, and I had the number one YouTube video on how to start a podcast. So I had the structure, but initially, my thoughts were, like, if I'm already sharing, a, like, basically the whole thing for free, why would people buy a course? And then she had to coach me through that, the idea that people want uh, the ability to have all the things in one spot, to have it proven, to have it filtered. Uh, they want it in the way that you do it and and not with no distractions. People pay for convenience. And not only that, you're going to put a lot more into the digital version than you would online, especially when it comes to growth of your podcast. And I was like, wow, that's interesting because my YouTube series was all about starting your podcast and just a little micro uh, amounts of content about, okay, now where do you go from here? How do you grow it? Whereas I could focus on, and this became my positioning, not only is Power Up Podcasting going to show you how to launch your podcast, there's a lot of other places you can go to do that. This is going to be the course to teach you how to get found. And that, that became the positioning, the unique thing that we were able to provide because I had that information I knew and I could help I was helping people individually and I could do that more on a grander scale on the online course. So anyway, we go to the event and I have this 
one hour presentation with a 30 minute pitch. And it was like, it was like really awkward because it was one of those ones where like when the pitch starts, you coordinate a team to hand out papers to, for people to sign and put their credit card on. And there's a back of the house situation. I, I like despise that kind of marketing. And here I was like actually doing it. And I was so scared. And I was so scared that when I pitched it, like nobody was going to get up. Like you would just know right then whether or not it was going to work or not. Well, I talked about the podcast. I talked about my journey and what it did for me and what it's done for some of my students uh, who I was just teaching individually. And I said, you know, this is the first time I'm doing this. I'm just going to be honest with all of you. This course doesn't exist yet, but it's called Power Up Podcasting. And if all of you here are interested in bringing your voice into the podcasting space, uh, I'm here to help you. I have a brand new course that's being sold. And as soon as people said that, they started getting up and going back of the room, even before I like offered the price. And I was like, well, this is this is wild. I ended up having out of the thousand people that were there because um, I was on the last day. So there's 1500 the day before. So there's less people. So a thousand in the audience. I ended up selling, I think, 215 spots right then and there for a course that didn't even exist. And I don't know if it was the power of live or what. And then I went home and I felt so icky still. Um, <laughs> but then Shalene sent me this beautiful note, and she also sent me a lot of video messages. She ended up collecting a lot of video messages from people who were at that event to say, Pat, like they were saying things, and, and she sent these videos to me. They were like, Pat, thank you so much for this. I've been looking to start a podcast. This is gonna be my way in to meet a lot of other people in my industry. Thank you so much. Like I got like 30 of these videos, and she she knew she had to send those to me because she knew I was gonna feel a little like slimy about it. And she's like, see, you can sell and serve at the same time. And I was like, oh my gosh, why did I always think selling was like a bad thing? This is why I avoided online courses for all these years because affiliate marketing, I was just teaching people a process and saying, hey, use the same tool I used. You can get it or, or you can do the free version of it, which is gonna take much longer. So it never felt like selling. It was just kind of recommending things versus here's my own thing that I'm now selling. And those students like ran with it. Many of them became very successful. Many of them went full time. Uh, from Dr. Shannon Irvin to Dr. B and a number of other people in the audience, like some of them are still friends. Rob uh, from Disney Travel Secrets, a new podcast. He said his business increased by over 400% after a year after starting the show. He has to, ha he has to turn clients down now because of the, the input that's coming in. And uh, he's now my Disney travel agent as a result of that. It's just so many amazing things happen when you put yourself out there. But that's how Power Up Podcasting started. Uh, a second version came out in 2019, and then we've just continually updated it just piece by piece over time. Um, but that course alone has generated over, I think, two and a half million dollars now since that point. And not only that, again, more videos just on their own come in from people. And I even heard from you that it's helped you. And just it just it's just amazing that with an online course, you can scale that teaching in and help multiple people. And honestly, You'll, ne you'll never know every single person who goes through your course and you'll get a random email one day that's just like, hey, I took your course a couple of years ago. It was awesome. Look at me now. It's like, what? Like, that's crazy, dude. So I'm just grateful. And, and, and that course and the success of it began the whole process of like, okay, well, what else does our audience need help with? Oh, email marketing. Okay, let's create email marketing magic. Okay, well, what else? What's Okay, you finished email marketing magic. What else might you need help with? Oh, Pat, we'd love help with... Um, we'd love help with uh, webinars. Okay, let's make a course for that. We know the process now. It's like streamlined. Uh, we, we, my, my partner, uh, Caleb and I, uh, he's my videographer. Uh, we had a really good system for how to create these courses. Now we could, we could crank out uh, an amazing course in about a week's time after scripting and outlining it uh, for, for a month or two beforehand. And I think we have over a dozen now, <laughs> uh, which is, which is pretty awesome. Uh, and, and I think, I think over seven million dollars in revenue total since 2017 from all that. That's not that's not too bad. One way that I like to look at courses is it's a way to take the knowledge that we have and uh, and and transmit that to other people in in an effort to help get them some sort of result or outcome or transformation. But an online course is not the only way to do that. It's not the only vehicle to do that. Um, you could put it in books. You've obviously got experience with that. Ebooks, blogs, um, you know, content marketing, things like that. Um, so what do you, what do you think is special about an online course? Why would you take certain information and package it up in an online course versus other mediums to help people get the result? Yeah, I think again, because it's just more focused and the idea of a paid course specifically is that there's some sort of transaction in the beginning of it 
that offers almost like a pledge or some accountability, right? Or a commitment, right? There's skin in the game now. And that as a result is is going to help a person through it a little bit more than if you were to even offer it for free on a blog or a YouTube video or something, right? Like uh, my, my YouTube series, um, I've updated it every other year for the last eight years, nine years, has across those nine years seen, I think to- in total over 10 million views. Um, not 10 million people started a podcast as, as a result of that, right? But the overall percentage of people who took Power Up Podcasting and then succeeded with it is much, much higher, right? We're over the 50% range at this point from as far as completion. And 50% for course completion is very high. We, we strive to, to make that as high as possible. We insert things inside of our course, like FAQs in the middle of the lessons, just for people who we know are asking questions during those times, emails that get triggered if they don't sign in after a certain period of time, et cetera. But even then, you can only go so far with helping a person all the way through. So we continually try to advance how we deliver these, this information to to help people through and, and, and get a result. But yeah, the online course, again, I mean, when I take an online course, I take it because I'm focused on something and I want the best information right now to help me ultimately get the transformation as quickly as possible. That's, again, what you are offering as a course creator is you're, you're promising that transformation, right? You're not selling, like nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I can't wait to buy an online course today, right? They want the result at the other end of the course. So this is why courses have, uh, across the years, have taken a massive shift as far as like what's inside of them. I remember when I started in 08 and 2010, I was buying online courses. A lot of the courses promoted the fact that they had 40 hours of video, Jock. That was like the big poll. It was like 45 hours of content, 25 worksheets. Nobody wants that right now, right? Because back then, information wasn't available. So it's like, cool, more information, better. But we live in a day now where information is freely accessible to everybody with just a thumb swipe and, and, and a couple taps on a phone. So the information isn't actually the thing that people will be paying for anymore. It's the ability to go through that much more quickly, right? Like when you have a flat tire on the side of the road, I'm not gonna pay somebody more because it took them two hours versus 15 minutes. I'm gonna pay the person more to get it done in 10 minutes, right? because we want that result more quickly. So this is why a lot of courses that we promote now, we, we have in our library, are actually pretty short. I mean, you look at it, it's like an hour and a half of total content as far as video content, but it's only what you need to get the result that we promise. And that is a huge value add, and people love that now, right? Back then, in 2010, if you're like, there's only an hour of video here, it's like, what? This isn't gonna be worth it. People's time, People, know, people now know time is is what's valuable and that's essentially what they're paying for in an online course, the ability to save time and get that result. I say that on the podcast all the time, people are not buying your online course, they're buying the result or transformation that they can get from the online course. So like with my piano course, I, I, I try to convey that I'm not selling an online piano course. I'm not selling piano lessons. I'm selling the ability for you to play songs you love on the piano in as little as three weeks. And that's something people will pay mm-hmm. for when I launched in 2013, I wasn't the first piano course and the ones that existed were doing the things you you you, you were just talking about, right? We're going to teach you 40 different styles of piano. We're going to give you 364 pieces of sheet music and it's 68 hours of content, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that probably worked back then. Oh, by the way, all for like 20 bucks, right? Super cheap. Yeah, right. And so I came in and said, hey, look, there's 21 lessons, 21 days. It's probably the shortest course out there. And then I charged the most for it because I focused on the, you know, selling the result. Um, and so I completely agree with what, what you're saying. Certainly very, very important. Yeah. I mean, and also with that, you're, you're not just selling, you're going to be good at piano. You're selling the idea that I can go to a friend's house and they have a piano there and I can just bust out something and look good in front of everybody. Or perhaps you are starting my journey to go and play piano in a band or with my friends and have experiences and memories that I'll cherish forever, right? These are the kinds of pictures that you paint. I think we talked about that when you came on my show. And that's really important because, you know, a lot of the stuff that, that, that we teach as well is like, it helps you make more money or get more email subscribers. But why? Oh, so you can, uh, you know, why get more subscribers? So you can have a bigger list and make more money. Okay, but why? so that you can have a little bit more financial freedom in your life. Okay, but why? So that you can go places you wanna go and be with who you wanna be when you wanna be with them. Oh, 
that's why this is all here, right? And and so again, that's a that's a great exercise if you have a sales page for your online course. Just keep asking why. You know, kids, I think, you know, ask why a ton because they're curious. And for whatever reason, we as adults, we don't we don't ask why as much as we should anymore. We we stop being curious about well, really, what's the reason why people are doing this or would get uh, to take advantage of this? And and so ask why. It's okay. I think it's fair to say at this point, you're on the the online course bandwagon. You mentioned you have maybe a dozen courses now. And lately, I've been seeing the promotions for the uh, the all-access pass. So I'd like to yeah. get into that next. My understanding of it is I pay like one monthly or quarterly fee and I get access to all the courses. Is that what it is? And And how's that going? Yeah. It sounds kind of crazy, especially when you look at the prices, right? So we we basically sell our one-off online courses, the dozen or so each for $499. So higher end premium courses, again, we've done very, very well with them. But over time, especially post-pandemic, we've realized that the completion rates have gotten much lower. The way people learn is different and and what people actually need to succeed in our audiences is very different. Um, this is actually partly a result of the experience that we had launching a community in, two, in 2020. So uh, we launched a community called SPI Pro. This is for our existing business owners in the audience who then were able to come together and it wasn't more content. It was just connection. It was accountability. It was putting masterminds together. It was a forum um, and people pay $99 a month to get access to that SPI Pro. But there's no in, there's no additional content in there. Well, there's a couple pieces, but it's it's that's not what it's about. In fact, we ran a survey and people the last thing they wanted was more content in there to speak to what we just mentioned earlier. People don't want more content now, they just want the result. And so a lot of these business owners at this level know that results will come when they collaborate with others, they share information and all that kind of stuff, right? And we were able to filter and we have an application process for that, et cetera. Well, we had never gotten the kind of feedback we've ever gotten from anything we've ever published or created or put together than what we've gotten from SPI Pro. Like the feedback, as a result of just creating a safe space for people to connect has been off the charts. But it was separate from our online courses. So we said, okay, well, how can we bring that kind of value into our online courses? I mean, our online courses have the ability for you to like leave a comment after a lesson or a module and 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 you're not really connecting with people though. How, like, what can we do? So what we ended up doing was hiring a woman named Ashley, and she is a former teacher and she's like an expert curriculum creator. We said, okay, Ashley, here's our dilemma. Our one-off courses are not as successful as they were as far as like results. We're still selling them, but we didn't want to sell them just because we could sell them if we saw that they weren't actually providing as much value as they once did. So we need to solve this problem. How can we, with all that you know about curriculum and what gets people to kind of follow through, and she built something for us called the All Access Pass. She gave us this plan and we were just like, this is genius. So what it is, is for a monthly payment, much smaller, 59 a month basically is what it comes down to, although we charge quarterly, so 179 per quarter. And you get access to every course in our library, dozen plus. You get access to the workshops that we've done, which we uh, once sold for $99 each. And these are sort of like mini courses, two-hour sessions live that are pre that are now recorded about things like, uh, very specific things like podcast advertising or video podcasting or um, how to price your products. That was one that Matt run because he's a financial whiz. All those kinds of things are included as well. Not only that though, you get access to very specific pathways through those courses. Because if we just offered everybody all of our courses and said, hey, you get access to all of our courses, cool, good luck. That's actually counter to what we're trying to do because that would be even more content, more overwhelming. People don't need all those courses right now, but it's just the access to them that we're offering. And then depending on where you're at in your journey, if you're a starter, okay, here are the four courses that you need to take in this order and you have access to them now. When you finish one, move on to the next, move on to the next. Start with Smart From Scratch, which will help you nail your niche and understand who your audience is. Then go to Build Your Brand, which is another course that we have, which then helps you build your website and build some real estate online, get your social channels going. And then take the Traffic Booster Workshop to learn how to then build, bring traffic to that. And then from there, you have a, a branch. You can start a podcast if you'd like. You can start a YouTube channel. If you feel like you have an audience already, you can build an online course with our online course course. So it becomes like pathways. Perhaps you already have a podcast. 
Okay, then move on to uh, our Amped Up podcasting course. From there, move on to podcast advertising or video podcast playbook if you'd like. From there, you need to build your email list too. So get into email marketing magic after that. If and only if you finish that, then you can move on to the next. So that's pretty cool because those are kind of like all those pathways are sort of set already and you can just get on a particular road and go down that. In addition to that, you get access to a community of other students. And this is where the inspiration from SPI Pro came from. So now you are able to connect with other people who are in these various courses who are pretty much at the same level. And my team is there to also guide along the way. So you're getting access to my team. You're no longer going through these courses just on your own. And then the part of the acceler- uh, the part of the all access pass that has been working probably most well is what we call our accelerators. So you, if you imagine you have this pass that you have with access to everything, we just launched this this past uh, Monday, actually. We just launched the YouTube from scratch, which is our YouTube course, which is, again, for sale for $4.99 if you want on your own. But if you have the all access pass, you could take the YouTube from scratch accelerator, which means everybody is heads down on YouTube for six weeks with a guide, there's a lesson plan, go through these lessons in these weeks, and then go to office hours if you need help. It's asynchronous learning because there's no, like, there's no call at the beginning of the day that you have to, or beginning of the week that you have to go to. Just get through the lessons by the week and, and turn in your homework, and then the next week we'll go on and move on to the next one. And it's been really great. It's it's sort of a, 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 a different version of like a cohort-based course, but it's only accessible to these people. And it's been working so well. We have hundreds of people going through the YouTube one right now, and they're all going through it together, literally at the same time, watching the same lessons together. So you can imagine the different conversations that are happening hey, what did you choose for your channel name? Why did you choose that? Oh, what does your artwork look like? Where did you get that done? Oh, I got it done on Canva. Here's my file that you can use as a template. Now people are more likely to get through it together. We've run two accelerators since this launched last year, one for email marketing and one for podcasting, I believe. And both have had basically 90 to 95% completion rates when you think about it, which is like, that's our goal, right? And not only that, again, the feedback from bringing the courses in, but then guiding people through them in this sort of structured manner has been really, really, really amazing. So here's the thing price-wise, right? $4.99 for one time, or basically $59 a month. If a person stays on for 10 months, because they're a part of this community, they're getting access to the other courses, they're continuing on in the accelerators, et cetera, I've already made and generated more revenue than if I did the one time. And now they're going to stick around for longer. And we're hypothesizing that with continually coming out with courses and workshops that are relevant to now, um, people are going to stay on for much longer. So our LTV, although we have a lot smaller income coming in up front, our LTV, our lifetime value of the customer is much more in the long term. And that way, everybody wins. Higher completion rates, better experience, science and studies prove that when you do something with other people, you're more likely to do it. We're bringing that into the online course space now, and we're trying to take the lead on this sort of style uh, we call community-powered courses. And and we didn't come up with that term, but uh, we really embrace it and, and love it. The the like buzzwords that I've seen from you lately are uh, the the all access pass and then community-powered courses. And um, so that's I was fascinated to learn more about that. I, I maybe last week you did a, a live workshop on YouTube. Uh, that I watched and you were pitching the all access pass at the end. You were pitching the course. You're like, hey, you know, you can get the course at $4.99, YouTube from scratch, or look, 59 bucks a month, you can get access to the course and a dozen other courses, plus all these other amazing bonuses. And I saw one of the the things they get is the the accelerators that mm-hmm. you just talked about. And so I was curious to learn more about that because I'm sure people are listening to this and like, aha, uh-huh, I want like 90 to 95% completion rates. That sounds pretty amazing, like pretty unheard of. Um, by the way, are you trying to like revolutionize uh, revolutionize the industry? Because it sounds like that's kind of what you're doing here. I mean, we 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 have a very strong sticky point of view on online courses, and if you truly want to best serve your audience and 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 help them through something, it would take something like this. This is again the other way to go about it to almost ensure success is to go through a very traditional cohort based course, right? Where you're meeting every week. And you're like holding people's hand literally through the entire process. That is something we've done. And we've had 100% complete completion rates or 99% completion rates with that. But we can only serve like 20 people at a time doing that. 
and it's a lot more intensive and it's a lot more expensive. We, we charge like $2,900 for an intensive like that, where it's very, very uh, personalized and custom tailored. So we tried to, to solve the problem of scalability with combining a cohort-based course with an online course in our community to create, again, what we're calling community-powered courses. And, you know, we, we just love to, instead of just telling everybody, like, this is what should happen, we, we just wanted to do it. And this was a big risk for us. It's a completely different kind of business model. We're losing a little bit more money up front compared to when we did launches and sold, you know, um, you know five, six figures sometimes at a time when we were doing the one-offs. But again, we're here to best serve our audience long-term and we're here for the long-term. So we know that we'll... Um, have much more revenue over time. And the beauty of this kind of style is we now have MRR, a monthly recurring revenue in our business for the first time. We have predictable income coming because it's like a membership style payment that is ongoing so long as people are getting value. And I love this idea too, because A, the barrier to entry is much lower at 59 a month or 179 a quarter. Uh, B, they're able to more likely see a result faster um, because of the way it's set up. and um, see if they're not getting value they can just leave right and that's great too um so yeah it's been it's been really neat and it we 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 had some rough starts i mean we uh launched all access pass and our pro members were like yo we're paying more just for the community like everybody gets access to all the things for much less like what about us so we actually just rolled all access pass into spi pro everybody who's in spi pro gets access to all that stuff as well. Um, and, and they're, I mean, we, we did that last week and they're stoked on it. Now on this promo for YouTube from scratch, again, I mean, imagine imagine the setup. You, you just set it up perfectly. You can get the, the one-time course for YouTube from scratch for $4.99 and you're kind of on your own, which is totally cool. Or you can get access to all these things, the community, the pathways, the accelerators, and all the courses for just $59 a month. Kind of a no-brainer, right? If this makes sense for you, that's the way you're going to go. And that's, we had uh, our goal was to to uh, bring fifty new people into all access last week, and we brought ninety three in, um, and so ninety three new all access students from that promotion, and then three people bought the one time. I mean, it the numbers are clear, right? And so now we have a very predictable monthly revenue or quarterly revenue, if you will, uh, from this group that stacks on top of the previous groups. And now we can just continue to stack and stack and stack and stack and have a membership-like model with our online courses. I would say probably like half the guests that have come on the podcast have one, like one main course, one main offer, one main program. And then with that, they they kind of have one main funnel and they're driving traffic into the funnel and selling selling the one course. Yeah. With you and other people, like they have multiple courses. Um, and with piano in 21 days, I'm more in the in the first example where it's like one main thing. We're trying to sell one main thing. For those that have multiple programs, multiple online courses like you do, from your experience so far, would you recommend they they try a model like this with the all access pass? I think I think so. Um, all, that being said, the community component of it, which is a very important component, is not easy, right? We've hired community people, you know, to be in there. Community only happens when there's communication, right? So, on one hand, I'm like, wow, we 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 created something really amazing here. It's really helping people, but it's also taking a lot more energy to do it. So, I just want to be upfront with that. It's not passive. Uh, it is more so for me because I hired the team to, you know, take all that uh, active work off my hands, although I'm still pretty active, obviously, and I still promote the thing. Um, but <laughs> it's it's funny because, you know, with one course, with one funnel, some days I wake up, I'm like, I wish we just had one course and one funnel. <laughs> it would be so much cleaner and easier. I mean, we're in a unique position with me coming in in 2008 and sort of like, being the crash test dummy, that's that's what I was once known as. Like, I just try everything and see what happens. And we've gotten really good at a lot of things. So we've created all courses about all those different things that enwrap in this world of online business versus, I mean, you know, Jason Resnick, who's like the email funnel nurture guy. Like, if you need help with that, you just go to him and that's it, right? There's no question and there's nothing else he offers. That's it. And you know what you're going to get. 
the confusion on our end is when people come in for one thing, they start maybe getting overwhelmed. But in the journey of online business and the lifetime value of a customer and all those things together, it makes sense for the way we're doing it. And so, you know, if you have multiple courses, this this can work. Um, you know, I, I don't think we're the first people to include online courses in a membership type model, but we're really taking a, a stand here for this kind of thing for at least the the course um, the multiple courses that, that we have. So yeah, it's an interesting, I, like, I know you wanted to learn a lot about this. This is probably new for a lot of people listening as well, this kind of model, but, um, didn't, didn't want to paint it as just unicorns and rainbows. It, it, it took a lot to get here and, um, it does require work. Well said. Uh, you mentioned crash test dummy trying, trying new things. And I know that hasn't stopped. Uh, you recently, uh, started a new YouTube channel that has absolutely uh, blown up, and I, I would love to spend you know a long time geeking out on YouTube because that you know without YouTube, piano in twenty one days wouldn't be near what it is today. Mm -hmm. I started a YouTube channel ten years ago, but the one main question that I would love to ask you about YouTube, since um, you've had so so much success with it, because I have this one question that that nobody's really been able to give me the answer to yet. You touched okay. on it a little bit in the workshop the other day. But I feel like it's such a catch-22. With YouTube's algorithm, they want their users to stay on YouTube, right? If our goal is to generate money in ways more than just ad revenue, then we're going to need to send people off of YouTube, whether that's an affiliate offer to our own products, our own online courses. So where do you draw the line between trying to keep people on YouTube, maybe going to your next video, next video, next video, and actually clicking on calls to action and getting them to your site and buying your own products? So number one, you don't need to have a call to action to every product in every single episode uh, or every single video. You could, but I think the bigger thing is how can you create a channel such that people will want to continually come back, right? Not the person who comes, finds the thing they need and then leaves, and then maybe they get the thing or not, but that obviously stunts the growth a little bit because you want people to come back and you want people to binge, you want people to get excited about the next video that you have coming out. And this is what we've seen at my new YouTube channel, Deep Pocket Monster, which is when a video comes out, people drop everything they're doing to go and watch it. Because they're like, oh no, it's just like with Mr. Beast or Mark Rober or a lot of these other big uh, YouTubers, because the quality and the storytelling is there and people know what they're gonna get. This was the problem with my other YouTube channel, my Pat Flynn YouTube channel, which was very similar to like, the online courses that we have, there's so many. And so people come on YouTube, they find me for my podcasting tutorial, but then my next video is about affiliate marketing or it's about search engine optimization or video. And so those people who came in for podcasting, that's not why they came to my channel and subscribe. So they, they just, they see it pop up on their feed and then they don't click, which then signals to YouTube, oh, I guess, you know, people in this particular audience profile that Pat has aren't really interested in this video. Well, that's because I'm confused about the, who the profile is. It's confusing because it's so general. But what I've seen some people do very successfully is they will talk about their offer or the thing that they have available organically inside of the video. And they still make people go to the end, they still make people watch, but it's through that means that they get people interested and it becomes A, a touch point, B, sometimes people go and actually to, do take action on the call to action and C, Many creators are now using YouTube Shorts to be the place where the call to actions happen, right? So that actually is separated from the long form videos and a little bit more direction can happen through YouTube Shorts, which are obviously much shorter and more, more much more quick. Um, and then in addition to that, and I think this is the far most underutilized thing on YouTube is YouTube ads. YouTube ads continually uh, become a very very successful platform for a lot of people that a lot of people don't want to do because it is hard. It's not easy. It requires Google AdWords. It's video and video is scary to people versus like a Facebook or, or Instagram ad. So I would say every once in a while, having a direct clear to action, clear call to action for your course, for example, would make sense. But how might you tell the story of one of your students and tell their story of transformation in the way that, well, the course just naturally comes up as a part of the story. Now you are holding people, you are telling a story that is even more able to uh, come across a person's feed who may not even be interested in piano, who still wants to hear a story of transformation, which is very universal. So 
I hope that makes sense or, or provides perhaps a little bit of insight. No, it does. YouTube is is far more complicated, complex than it was when I first got started. When when I got started, you know, the name of the game was was keywords, keywords. and trying to get found in search and um, things like that. And and so I just kind of followed the same process for for years and having the exact same call to action at the end of every video. I had you know the front of my funnel was a was a free workbook, a piano workbook. And eventually, a couple of years ago, I noticed my channel started declining. And so I, Very common. Uh, yeah, so I got um, with, uh, I, I paid for a consultation with a YouTube expert. And that's the first time I learned that like, look, the game has kind of changed. The, the game is more about being discoverable. Uh, we don't want to necessarily have a super strong call to action every single video. Like, hey, let's get them to watch another video and then another video and then maybe send them off of YouTube or something like that. So we're starting to get back on track with YouTube, but it's interesting just how much it's changed in the past 10 it years. Has. It, it definitely has. I have uh, a newfound love for a hobby uh, as of last year, not just Pokemon, but fishing. So I've been fishing a lot. And of course, whenever I get into anything, I go to YouTube to figure out like how to learn. Uh, all that stuff. And I discovered that there were uh, two fishermen who have YouTube channels, um, both named Ty, by the way. Uh, Ty number one, he started his channel back when we started a long time ago, 2010. And he was in the keyword game, right? And he he got very big, 400,000 subscribers now as a result of just continually pumping out content that was about fishing lures, fishing line, all the keywords, right? The other Ty, Ty number two, started out that way but after talking to him and after like he's actually a fan of deep pocket monster my 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 pokemon channel uh he was like pat you've inspired me to like stop chasing keywords and just create videos that i think fishermen would love to watch and i'm just gonna go for this year 2023 he said he's just gonna not worry about trying to come out with a video every single week he's just gonna create the best videos that his audience would want to watch that would hopefully keep people watching so the the first video that he came came out with uh, in 2023 was this uh, about a, a bass study. It was like a study. He went very deep into it. It was a 23 minute video, and he texted me the other day. He's like, "Pat, dude, it worked. It has like a million views now in just a couple weeks because it 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 really struck a chord. It was so different, and people watched all the way through. Like the retention rates off the charts. And tie number one is like." tie number two what the heck like how did you do that so now they're talking um but it just shows you like you're right youtube has definitely changed and if you can hit browse and suggested traffic which means people come across your title and the thumbnail on their home feed when they open youtube for free will 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 give your video a shot and if people click on it and then they stick on it they're going to send your video to more people because they know it's gonna it's gonna keep people on the platform which ultimately helps them the more people on the platform the more revenue they make so if you help YouTube, YouTube will help you. The one thing I also loved from Mr. Beast that he said in an interview once was just replace the word algorithm with audience. Like, oh, I'm just trying to like do stuff for the algorithm. No, no, do stuff for the audience and do what they would want to see. A lot of human psychology goes into holding a person to watch a video, especially in this short form world that we live in right now. I'm glad you brought up the uh, the fishing example. I have one guy in my coaching program who teaches bass fishing. He's not his name's not Ty, uh, but shout out to to JB. His brand is called Kraken Bass. He is uh, super high energy. I love watching his videos. He's trying to um, really ramp ramp up the short form content right now on on TikTok and and YouTube Reels. He's doing really well, and that's top of funnel for him. Trying to sell yeah. his course on on bass fishing. Um, and I've, I've mentioned to him that you've, you've gotten into fishing. You, he, he's oh, got yeah. to get in front of, of, in front of you so you can shout him out. Like you do these other bass fishing channels. <laughs> you, you need to intro us. I have gotten so into it that I am trading in my car to get a truck this year so that it can hold my bass fishing kayak for the tournaments that I will be entering. That is how serious this is getting on this side. But That's as you know, I don't ever go half with anything. I always go whole. So here we are. Yep. All right, we just have a few minutes left, so I'm going to hit some like random topics that I just you know want to ask you about. And so that you know, you said you don't really go halfway into things. I was listening to a podcast recently um, about Enneagram, 
and it's funny when like kind of worlds collide because like I geek out on on Enneagram and I'm listening to this podcast and all of a sudden you come on as a guest. I'm like, wait, Pat Pat's not supposed to be in this Ian? world. Like this Ian is Crone? this is separate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, so I learned you're an Enneagram three. Um, I'm, I'm a one, you know, there's a right way. There's a wrong way for sure. Uh, how has learning the, about the Enneagram changed, you know, business personal for you? I mean, number one, it changed personal. Um, I heard about it from Michael Hyatt. I actually went to film a part of Michael Hyatt's course. He asked me to come in and film an affiliate portion of his course. This is in 2017. I flew to, to uh, Franklin, Tennessee, and they had this beautiful home and we were getting set up, getting mic'd up. And I heard his family and the other people were like talking in another language to each other. It was English, but it felt like another language because they were like, oh, you're a, a one with a wing two. What are you? Oh, I'm a three with a wing, a four wing. And I, and Michael Hyatt's like, oh, yeah, I'm this number. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? This is so weird. And they're like, oh, you'd never heard of the Enneagram. And I was like, no. And so they explained it to me and the benefits of it. And I went and did some research and I took some tests and I discovered that I was an Enneagram three. My wife is a six and it explains so much <laughs> as far as like, oh, that's why, not like, that's why the way you, that's why you're the way you are, but it's more like, oh, that's how you feel about situations differently than I do. For example, when I learned that I was a three, which is very much somebody who uh, gets energized from realizing that they have an impact on others, right? Um, and, and, and for every Enneagram, there's like a good side and a dark side, right? The dark side of a three is like, you could become a cocky bee in front of everybody and feel like you're better than everybody. Whereas the good good side of that is like, hey, they're, they're, they're helpful, they go out of their way to help others, they, they want that validation from other people, that's how they know they're, 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 they're like living their best life versus like a six, a six is more the loyalist. They don't have a large group of friends normally, but the friends that they do have, I mean, they would die for them, right? But it takes a while to crack in and, and to get into that sort of like circle of friends, if you will. Um, and so it was interesting because I remember prior to learning about Enneagram, I had invited my wife, April, to a number of different conferences with me. I spoke at a lot of conferences and we would always have some sort of quarrel afterwards because she just, I never understood why she didn't want to like meet all these people. She just stayed in the hotel room most of the time. And I was like, come on, these people want to meet you and they want to like learn about you. And she didn't want any of that. And I was like, but this is like, you know, and then I realized, well, it's not because she didn't want to meet. That's like just not who she is. It's not in her DNA. Like that actually puts her in a tough situation because now she has to assess like many different kinds of personalities and people and see and, 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 and like, are these people safe people? Are they not safe people? Right? So that also helped her understand more about me and why I needed validation, why I'm very present online and why, you know, I'm on stage and stuff. Uh, whereas before it was like, oh, am I doing this just because like I'm cocky and I want to make myself feel better? No, it's just this is how I get energy in the world is to know that the energy I'm putting in is, is something I'm getting back. So anyway, like totally help with the relationship and it gives us a common language now to speak with each other. And that I think was the best thing because now we kind of understand each other in a way that is structured and, and we can talk about it. Uh, it also helped in the business. In fact, with our, our entire team, uh, we take tests when people are hired. Uh, one of them is the 16 personalities test, and the other one uh, is the Enneagram. We realized that after people took the Enneagram, we, we, we were like, oh, this person's an eight. They're a challenger. They, don't, they, they, they like things done differently and they don't want to be spoken down to. That's why this eight and this eight don't really like each other. So let's make sure to, you know, now that now that we're like managers and leaders, like now that we know that, okay, we can understand why when we make this happen, these things happen as a result because of people's personalities and the way that they prefer to have things done. And that's been so key because we can actually match people differently, but also understand when something does arise, everybody again, similarly has a common language for why that is the case. And it's like, you almost like don't take things as personal when you learn more personally about somebody. It's just really interesting. So yeah, the, the Matt on my team is a one, so he's just like you. And so uh, the one in three, we've learned to work really, really well together. Um, and it, it's interesting because oftentimes the, the, yeah, anyway, it's just, it's just so fascinating, right? It's just, I, I love it. 
it's it's something to uh, to really nerd out on. I think a one and a three is probably a great combination for the for the top of for a business. business. Yeah. When I was uh, when I was looking to hire an operations manager about a year ago, I also ran people through Enneagram tasks because I was I was specifically looking for a one ideally because I needed somebody that was going to be like even more one than me because mm-hmm. I like things a certain way. I like you know all the the I's dotted, T's crossed. And so that's something I really look for, especially in an operations person. If I'm going to wear like the visionary hat, then I then I need like an extra one over here. Yeah, uh, and so sense. I've seen the benefits in both benefit uh, uh, business and personal as well. Knowing my wife is a nine explains so much. It explains mm. so much about about our fights, about you know what she likes and doesn't like, and all that. Yeah. So a nine often will just say yes because they don't want to rough things up. They might not. Uh, speak up about how they might feel at times until it, maybe it, it can be too late. Um, so it's it's interesting when you learn this language. I mean, the downside of it is like you immediately start categorizing people in your life and you don't want to do that. <laughs> but then you have to think about like, okay, well, this is why this is helpful to learn so that I can better help them be a better friend, be a better husband, be a better wife, et cetera. I think it's natural to just think everybody's like us and and like nines are very uh, un- indecisive. Right. And so I'm just like, babe, why can't you make a decision on this? You just can't make decisions. But now, now I actually understand. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat, one more question for you. Sure. What's the best way to start an online course business today? Find one niche that you have interest in that you feel like you could serve in some way, shape, or form. One niche. Pick and find one community in that space to be a part of, learn about get involved, have conversations. Find one person in that group who has a problem, a challenge, a struggle, just one. Help that one person get one result, just one. This exercise helps us in so many ways. It helps us figure out where these people exist, how to talk to them, what resonates with them, how to get a person to get and and and, and receive help what the obstacles are around that helps you learn in a way that doesn't feel like it's big because it's with everybody. It's just with one person. You're learning so much. And at the end of this, when you get them one result, two things happen. Number one, you not only now have like a testimonial, more importantly, you now have the confidence that you can take a person to a result. And that's the biggest thing that a course creator struggles with is oftentimes we, we create the course and then when it's time to sell it, we're like, is this even going to work? I don't even know. And if you are doubting whether or not the course you're creating is going to work, how in the world is somebody who you're selling this to going to be confident in it, right? So either that or you hire really good copywriters, they get in and they go, well, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. So find those results and get those transformations up front. And then you can build the course alongside those people. Um, my favorite way to build is is to go through that process, find one person, get one result, then go through a beta group while creating the course, a cohort-based X number of people, 10 people to walk through the same process, now more refined, now with confidence in mind. Now maybe they're paying and they weren't before. That single person may or may not have to pay. You're going through the process, you're teaching them more in a group-style manner, and you can either take those recordings and turn those into the online course, or you can re-record it one more time, which is typically what we do when we know it's like proven. We have multiple testimonials and stories to tell that now sell this thing, and we could sell it big when it when it's on its first go, even after the cohort-based style. Some people who have taught that strategy to do the cohort-based thing, they're like, I just am going to do this. Like, I don't even want to create an online course version. I'm just going to do the cohort thing because they love the interactions and they're more like extroverted and, and they prefer that. Um, but then many others do that and then they go, okay, well, that was hard, but let me put this in an online course now and kind of, uh, set it up in a way where I I can now just focus on the marketing part of it. Um, and again, now that you have testimonials that answering the question of, well, is this, this is going to work for me or not is already answered for people. So that's the way I would run, I would run through it. Thanks. Thanks for the advice. So those listening to this can follow that and get off uh, the ground running. And, and before before they know it, they're going to have 12 courses and, and an all-access pass themselves. Uh, what is what is your next course going to be? Yeah, so we actually are developing a course about uh, building communities because that's something that we've become known for now. Uh, Circle is a company I advise. They use us as an example all the time. We've done a lot of YouTube videos to teach people community. A lot of people ask us. Matt and I actually consult 
to help other companies build communities now. And so uh, we're going to create an online community course and we're going to do, be doing this uh, alongside Circle as well. And um, it should be a nice solution for those who are like just at the start of their community building process. Amazing. Pat, thank you so much. Been a pleasure. Tell people where they can go to learn more about the uh, the All Access Pass. Yeah, thank you so much. If you head on over to smartpassiveincome.com slash all access, whether you're interested in that or not, go there to see like how it's structured and what's what's there and how we're positioning it. Um, if anything, uh, you can learn from that. But smart pa- uh, smartpassiveincome.com slash all access. And, uh, you know, we'd love to welcome you in. Smartpassiveincome.com slash all access. Pat Flynn, thanks for being so generous uh, with your time. I appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. And there you have it. So, of course, a true pleasure to get the opportunity to have Pat on my podcast. It's not the first time we've spoken. I've been on his podcast. I was on I was on his little small coaching po- podcast years ago about three different times, Ask Pat. And then I've been on his um, Smart Passive Income podcast as well. So I guess every time we talk, it's technically like kind of on air, if you will. But uh, such an honor to have him on mine. And, and really be able to geek out on online courses with, uh, with someone like that. So this has been episode 200. To find all the links and show notes from today's episode, you uh, hopefully know where to go by now, but that's going to be oc.show slash 200. And look, if you want some guidance on your own online course journey, whether you're starting from the beginning or you have an online course business already and you're looking to scale it, you're looking to fill in the missing gaps, you're looking to scale back your time, you're looking to automate, outsource, improve your funnel, improve your offer, and so on, then we do have a coaching program and we're going to be reintroducing that to you very, very soon with some new tiers that I think you're really going to like. So that is not ready yet, but that is coming very, very soon. And so the best way to keep in touch with that is by joining the email list at theonlinecourseguy.com to be the first to know when that is available. So once again, head to theonlinecourseguy.com for for more content, more information, and make sure to join the email list to be in the know about all the latest and greatest information about my coaching program. Thank you out there for listening. Thank you again to Pat Flynn for joining me on this special episode 200. We'll see you next time.